fellow homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from 7sistershomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here with Vicki and Marilyn and Kim. Oh, it gets better. And Allison and Sarah. Woo! All six of us are together. We are wait, all. Wait. Oh, what? There's six of us. There's six of us. From Seven Sisters There's Homeschool. There's six of us from Seven Sisters Homeschool. <gasps> Who's the seventh sister? I don't know. Who's the seventh sister, Kim? You are. And I'm pointing <laughs> to the microphone. <laughs> yes, welcome seventh sisters who are listening in. Because whenever you join us on the blog at sevensistershomeschool.com or on Facebook page or on the Facebook page for the Homeschool High School podcast. Or the Homeschool High School podcast. Or that too, <laughs> or any of the other Pinterest. Where else are where Twitter. Are iTunes, Twitter? Oh my goodness, we're so many places. Google Plus. Google Plus. Yeah, we're everywhere. So anytime that you join us, you are the seventh sister. So hi, sister. Today we are on our annual retreat where we get together for a couple of days and pray and plan and evaluate how the last year has gone and. Look with hope and expectation to the next year of Seven Sisters. And so since we are all in one place and we have enjoyed having time together the last couple of days, we decided we would podcast because we want to spend part of our retreat with our Seventh Sisters. Indeed. So yeah. And we were trying to think of a good topic for the podcast when we have all of us here. And this is going to sound a little, little morbid, but we want to talk about the end of it all. Dun, dun, wait, wait, dun. wait. We're not we're not talking about that, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Kim was not paying attention during the planning session last night. So we'll bring her up to speed and let you in on it too. You know, homeschooling high school, in our opinion, is some of the best years. Of Indeed. Homeschooling. Yes, absolutely. And our teenagers are so interesting to homeschool indeed because there's so much right on the horizon after graduation there's life beyond homeschooling but in order to get to the life beyond homeschooling you have to experience the end of homeschooling high school and eventually your youngest child will be done eventually that youngest one graduates and gets a diploma and finishes the transcript and goes on to the next things and when that happens, there is a real ending that takes place. And for some people, that is a difficult thing. For some people, that is a cause for much rejoicing. And for most of us, it was a mix of the two. And in our local community, we have seen a lot of moms who have really experienced a lot of sort of conflicting emotions and have struggled a bit to set priorities for the best way to walk through that ending the homeschool high school season. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And we hope that this is going to um, resonate with you, even if you are just beginning your homeschool high school journey. Because if you are starting with your oldest child, looking to ninth grade, everything ahead of you is, wow, how am I going to do this? And what about that? And, and there's all of this uncharted territory. The truth is that when you end homeschooling after having done it for a long time, that's uncharted territory, too. Especially for those of us who homeschooled from the beginning, kindergarten, Ooh. all the way through. It's like, you mean something happens after the youngest one graduates? <laughs> 
we have joked over the years about our Omega moms, the one who's, ones who are doing senior year with their youngest child after having homeschooled several kids to graduation, and now it's the very last one. So that is uncharted territory, too, and the way that we get through that is the same way we get through everything um, with the body of Christ around us, because Indeed. God gave us one another to support and encourage and pray for one another and also to share wisdom. So all six of us have been through the end of homeschool, high school. Dun, dun, dun. And <laughs> we are all Omega Moms, and I think it helps to have a title for what you are, and then it gives some kind of realness. It's like we didn't cease to exist. We're now <laughs> Omega Moms. Yeah, I can I can vouch for the fact that all six of us still exist. We it are all in <laughs> Even the ones who are kind of a little far from the microphone at the moment. <laughs> Hi, Allison. Say hello. Hello. There are some who like to talk and some not so much. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so first of all, let's talk about uh, some of the things that people tend to be afraid of as they look at the end of their high schooling journey. And some of these are things that we ourselves experienced. Some of them are things that friends in our local community experienced. And many of them are things that many of us experienced. There are really sort of common elements to this to this process. So let's talk about identity. Now, Vicki mentioned having a name, an Omega right. mom, is a helpful thing. But a lot of homeschool moms feel like they are losing their identity because they have been homeschool moms for so long. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, all of us, let's face it, and even just generally as a mom, how often do you go somewhere? You go to church. For a while, your kids are your kids. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're like, oh, uh, I'm so-and-so's mom, you know, mm. I'm, I'm Kendall's mom, I'm Ka Carly's mom, and that becomes your identity to a lot of other people. That's so true. Is it not true? Right. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning, they take on our identity, and then all of a sudden, it kind of flip-flops. <laughs> and so we have to flip it back again. So, yeah, so the youngest one graduates, and then we all of a sudden become responsible for our own identities, and we don't get them through our kids' identities anymore. And so, I mean, you think about our homeschool years, everything we do, at, at least at some level, is revolved around curriculum or extracurriculars or college visits or, oh my mm. goodness, what's going to happen after this kid graduates? And then we run out of kids. <laughs> and so then we become responsible to seek God about what's, what's next. next. Yeah, that was one of the things, Marilyn, you mentioned that that was the first thing when we started brainstorming for this. And I, I did remember, I was just messing with y'all. <laughs> but, um, but Marilyn, the first thing she said, and it's, you know, it was like we're right, going to come right out of the rest of our mouths right behind hers was just pray. Have yeah. to pray. God yeah. has something in store for that next phase of life. Yeah, otherwise we would just cease to exist. So mm -hmm. I remember years ago when our older kids were at high school level, and one of our good friends only had two kids, and she was running out of kids one of the years, and we were having <laughs> co-op at her house that year, and it was a really important year because she spent the year teaching these kids to cook. And what? it was mostly adolescent yeah. males. So she was making sure they had life preparation. They could even 
cut up a chicken and cook it. It was scary. I didn't even go in Coming the soon from sevensistershomeschool.com. How to cut up a chicken. Curriculum. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not. And if that comes, it will be featuring Allison. Allison. <laughs> yes, yes. The rest of us buy it already cut up. <laughs> the rest of us hope somebody will cook it for us. <laughs> But but they so these guys had a red letter year. She really threw herself into her youngest child's senior year. But all year long, talking to us co-op moms at her house, she would say, I don't know what's going to happen after graduation. She was so stressed about it. And we kept saying, well, we've got a lot of comfort here because we have a long time before we're going to run out so we can say it comfortably to her. Don't you think God will have a plan for you? And she, bless her, kept stressing. But two weeks before graduation, the pastor of her church came to her and said, we want to start a preschool for the children in our community as an outreach, and we would like for you to head it, which was the perfect thing. I mean, she was in the winter. Our kids were little. She was their favorite. Well, she was always their favorite teacher. And, <laughs> and uh, so that was her, you know, like the, the angels were singing ah, in the background when he said that. It's like, oh, yeah, that we don't cease to exist, that God does have a plan. Very good. Truly does. Well, and we think of ourselves in relation to our children so much. We also think of ourselves in relation to what we do so much. And we all know this is this is the problem with followers of Jesus Christ across the board. We define ourselves by what we do, and God defines us by whose we are. Oh, we're not Christian doers? We're not actually Christian doers, oddly enough. Mm. So we think of homeschooling as, well, this is all the stuff that we do. We make all these things happen. We co-op. We choose curriculum. We teach lessons. We grade papers. We take our kids to the activities that they need. Those do things, the the things on our to-do list, are going to change dramatically when we graduate that last kid. So... Um, let's talk a little bit about how to sort of look at that in a healthy way, that the things that you do are going to change and your priorities for expensive energy and money and time are going to change. How can you come into that in a positive way? Well, I, I come, as I was getting close to the end, even I think probably for the three years up to the end of my homeschooling career, I just was praying, 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 and I had worked at the University of Delaware way back. That's how I landed in Delaware. And I just had this vision that God was going to tell me I had to go to the University of Delaware and work. And I, was I remember of, you mm-hmm. talking about yeah. that. Yeah, I was preparing for that. My whole family, I think, was eagerly preparing for that because I have students there who would really benefit from tuition remission, which we're not getting because that's not what God told me to do. Um, but another thing that I felt like he really impressed upon me and I wish I had done an even better job of, is thinking about things that in those moments that I think, like, I'm doing everything for everybody else, I'm doing all the things that are on my list for me to do now in this season, but wow, if I could do what I wanted to do today, I would do blank, and I wish that I had made a better list of those things. Like, what are the things that God has for me, Kim, to do Sometimes just to be Kim, sometimes just to take care of Kim or to enjoy a little bit more freedom that I might have in my schedule after all of my children Maybe have finished. Maybe you should go closer to the mic and say that so <clears throat> other people kind of pick up on that. So Clearly and assertively. <laughs> so I should make a list of what kinds of things I might like to do. 
just for me or just for me to be who God made me to be? Because I bet there might be a few other moms out there that might not have any idea of what it's like to do their own self-care or their own interests. We're going to coin a phrase. So everybody knows the expression bucket list. Before you kick the bucket, these are the things. We need a tassel list when we're homeschooling moms. After you flip that tassel, what are you going to do with yourself that you know God put in your heart a zillion years ago when he formed you in your mother's womb? You know, it's in your DNA. And this is part of who I am, and I haven't had the chance to do these things while I was homeschooling, but I know they're still a part of God's call on my life. When I flip that tassel, here I go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And how many times in life, just in general, if when you're having a busy time, do you think, oh, this summer I want to do yes. blah, blah, blah. And then the summer rolls around, and if you actually have a few hours someday, and you go, oh, I know there were things that I wanted to do, but I can't, <laughs> I can't remember, remember any of them. And you end up doing something exciting like cleaning out your garage or something at a time that maybe God was intending for you to have some Sabbath or some fun at least. Or do something creative. Yeah. Or, yeah, there's so many things. Okay, so we can be uh, struggling with that whole we're not defined as moms in the same way anymore. We can struggle with we're not being defined by the homeschool things that we do as much anymore. Let's also talk about the fears associated with what are our kids going to do and be? Because they're about to go out in a whole new season of independence, distance from us often. And um, if, if we're not helicopter parents. If we're not helicopter parents, which this is supposed to be a podcast about handling this in a healthy manner. So let's just say being a helicopter parent is not healthy. But do we ever face fears that our kids will not succeed, that they're not equipped that we did a bad job, that we fell short in preparing them. But, oh, but, wait. But we, she's we, home, hand. we homeschooled them. Aren't they going to be perfect and do everything that we expect them to do, like just like we and God want them to do and just like we envision? Well, that is what we're selling today for $19.99 plus shipping and handling. You can have a guaranteed outcome of perfection in your family, friends. Yes. <laughs> Not so much. No. Yeah, that's one of the things we got to face. I mean, yeah. the rubber is going to meet the road, right? That, that exactly. We're not in charge of the outcome, and God has to handle it. it it's so much harder when we're not making eye contact with them Oy. on a daily basis. Oy. But God didn't check out of the universe, and so this is a good time to let go and let God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. You were about to say something, Marilyn? It passed, so okay. <laughs> That's another thing about being an yeah. Omega mom is we have these long pauses. Oh. And, you know, like there was a butt. Yeah, I yeah. used to have a brain. Now I have a colander in my head. <laughs> Things dump in. Most of them just filter out. Filter out. It's over. Yeah. But really, our kids, we raised them to become adults, and they will all arrive at adulting in their own way. Maybe and someday. We <laughs> Some quicker than others. That's right. And yeah. Just like us. Some of us quicker than others. Uh-huh. And if we love them because God loves them and because they're our kids and not judge them for their journey, then that's a, a wise part of being an Omega mom. Mm-hmm. We talked when we were brainstorming for this about the, the trap, um, the temptation to compare one kid to another kid to another kid and see what their outcome looked like. And so... At, at 21, we glance around at all of the kids that homeschooled and grew up with our kids, and we say, hmm, how is my child measuring up? And at 25 and at 30, and, you know, we've got lots of kids. Rep- I mean, I, I had 
I homeschooled four of my kids. Vicki, you? Five. Five. Marilyn, yeah. you homeschooled. Six. Kim? Four. Allison? Three. Sarah? Five. That's a lot of kids. So even within our kids. own children, it doesn't really work when we try to look, well, this one was doing this at 22, so how do the others measure up to that? I mean, there's a lot of variety within our own children, right? Absolutely. And then if we look at our friends, and even worse, dare I say it, if we look at what our friends post on social media, rather than actually <laughs> knowing what's truly going on in their lives, <laughs> we may really have a lot of fears to face. Or you pay a lot of attention to the media where it says, if you follow this formula, your kid's going to turn out, yada, yada, or get full ride scholarship to Yale and Harvard. That's comparison. Right. And what we want to do as much as we can is just let God raise our kids and raise their adulthood. Mm, yeah. I, I heard a fabulous quote from Angie Smith. And it just resonates with me so much. I wish I had heard it when my children were much younger. But our goal is not to be God to our children. Our goal is to need God in front of them. Mm -hmm. And at this age, if we're trying to still kind of control the outcome, we're trying to be God and we're getting in his way. And that is not what he wants from us. He wants us to trust him. That doesn't mean we just check out of the universe either. Nope. Because I don't know any of our adult kids who don't call home to, like, I've had a grandbaby since we've been at the retreat, and I get calls and text messages from the kids, you know, well, what would you do right now? The, the motto in there and the lesson you can learn from that, and you have to hold on to it, is all of a sudden, when you have grandchildren, you become much smarter than you've been for the rest <laughs> oh, of their lives. This is so true. <laughs> it's <is> true. <laughs> And if you're lucky, it even starts like when they want to buy their first car and when they want to get their first apartment, all uh -huh. those things, all of a sudden. It's, there, can it's, be a, there can be a real bump up in your IQ points at those yeah. moments. It's your magical. It's yeah. so true. Um, so uh, final fear, this is not exactly a fear, but an, a negative thing that, that we want to stand against as we come to this tassel moment is the guilt that comes for some of us because we're really glad we're done, we're tired. And we're actually like super relieved. And we look at these crying friends around us who don't seem that relieved and we feel guilty. And th this was very much my experience. In fact, my Omega kid kind of graduated unexpectedly. <laughs> you have um, to explain that, Sabrina. It was, it was kind of a weird thing. And um, he was a very independent kind of dude. And most of his friends were a year older than he was. And... Um, he had he had leveled up a number of classes and stuff along the way and we sort of got to the end of his junior year and went in for his year in review with Vicky. We were looking over everything and counting up credits and this and that. And we realized that he was one half credit of social studies away from having all graduation requirements actually met. And I said, oh, so we're going to have an easy senior year. We can do a lot of fun stuff, whatever. And Jenna's like, actually, I would just really rather go ahead and graduate. I really, I'm eager to just, I want to, I want to, you know, take a gap year and work. I don't want to go straight to, to college. I want to work. And I, I spent some time kind of going, I, I, I. and then I prayed a lot and I talked with my husband and I talked with, with my son more. And I finally realized I didn't have a good reason to tell him no. I didn't have a great reason to tell him yes either, but I, I was praying and God was not showing me any reason that this was a bad thing. So we did an intensive for four weeks and he did a bunch of stuff and then we did a big road trip up to um, 
Boston and Salem and did a whole thing on the U.S. court system. Which is logging a Carnegie credit. Yes, it is. And there are blog posts at sevensistershomeschool.com on how to do do that. that. Yes. And we completed high school, boom, like that. But he had already missed graduation ceremony for our umbrella school. And so our deal was I would let him graduate if he would walk with the class at the ceremony the next year because I wanted to flip that tassel. That was important to me. <laughs> and then we had the power to hold the diploma over his head. Until he was willing to is. walk in the ceremony. Um, so then I, I didn't have any prep time. And I realized once mm-hmm. we finished it that I was just glad. I was just kind of done. And I had gotten to skip that whole last year of this is my last child, senior year, how do I feel about it? Because it just happened and it was done and I was really happy. And then when we had the ceremony the next year, of course, I hadn't been homeschooling that year. So I was like moving on to other things. Several of my friends were really emotional and their last kid is kind of like, you know, do you want to hold up the sign that says, you know, Omega mom for your picture with him? And I was like, no, we're, we're, I'm done, whatever, you know? And I felt guilty. Like I didn't love my kids or something because I wasn't grieving this. So yeah, so this is my story. This is my song. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I was at that graduation. I was rejoicing too, very quietly because... As the principal of our homeschool umbrella school, I can't show that I'm excited to be done. <laughs> and I coincidentally was also at that graduation with two, and I was having mixed emotions, but really excited for my kids and for what was coming next. So I think a lot of what we're saying here is there's not one right, right way, way to approach the end of homeschooling high school. And it's really okay to just be honest about how you are feeling, and to make healthy choices in the midst of whatever those feelings are. So when my youngest graduated, I was glad and sad at the same time. So I I had a mixed emotion. But what helped me, I think, the most is there were a bunch of Omega moms in our homeschool umbrella school, because it's a big school. And so we all, the Omega moms, went out to breakfast together after the graduation. And for me, having a ritual, and we went around the table and we talked about things we remembered and appreciated. So it was a very closure kind of ceremony thing. And uh, that having that was very, very good for me. That was really powerful for us who were graduating our last the following year as well. We watched all of you kind of go through your year and saw some people really, really struggling and grieving and all those kinds of things, and some people quietly celebrating because they didn't want to, you know, <laughs> don't, don't interrupt step the on the grief, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we did likewise. And the other thing that we did was we started a senior parents prayer group, little incognito group, and it, you know, it was moderately successful. We weren't always super great at, but especially as our kids were going through that, what am I doing next? You know, am I going to college? Am I getting into the college that I wanted to? Am I applying to the college that my parents wanted me to apply to or choosing that one? Or am I getting the jobs that I'm looking for? Or I'm going into the military and wow, can everybody just pray for me and all those things? And that was really helpful. We did, we did both of those and they, it was, I can't say yeah. enough about doing that and the power of community in doing that. Yes. Because one of the fears that we didn't mention that you might be feeling is, if you've been part of a homeschool community and you're suddenly not homeschooling, are you going to lose all those friends? 
Because mm, part of being in the homeschool community mm-hmm. is having friends. Yeah. <laughs> For the parents. For the parents. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, Sarah, the kids too. Sarah nailed something when we were brainstorming and we were talking about that, your group and community and the power of reaching out to one another. And I'm going to I'm gonna pick on her, even though she's in the back corner of the room. But you can just grunt or something if you don't want to articulate. She's nodding um, her head. Yes. <laughs> but she pointed out that one of the healthiest choices you can make when you are feeling mixed or grieving or struggling at all is to find somebody else and look for ways to minister to them. Mm. That's right. She said that's right. Yay! Yay! I'm not misrepresenting her. Um, Which is a brilliant idea. It, it really, it really, that's the way God designed us. Yeah, to, to take our grief and give that in, as a healing for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's just run down a few of the just concrete coping strategies. We've referred to some of these. Some of them we haven't hit on yet. So obviously pray. Pray first. Pray partway through. Pray again when you're done and then start praying again. Mm-hmm. Um Cultivate some other interests. Create a tassel list. I'm so digging that. Yeah. I want to like <laughs> copyright that, and I don't yeah, know. Write a book. I'll write a book. Yeah. The blog post for sure. Do a, do yeah, a movie instead. You can a do a great movie. A movie that could be part list. of the tassel list. That could be part of Sam's movie. That's right. That's right. Yeah, one, one of my sons, the filmmaker son, is longing to create a movie about homeschooling. It's it's ridiculous. Coming, we should put the tassel list time from now. Coming a long time from now. But it's got lots of very amusing ideas associated with that so yeah create that tassel list connect with an older sister who's already been through it let somebody just kind of share from her experience like we're trying to do with you guys through this podcast today plan a milestone for yourself um you know vicky mentioned the the power of ritual when you're at a transitional point in your life and having that breakfast with the other omega moms or maybe there's something that you need to do just for you like kim was talking about attend to something that's had to be put to the side for a long time and and create some kind of a marker for that. Connect with other Omega Moms, that whole thing that Sarah brought up of if you pour that struggle of your own into blessing someone else, it is so healing for you. Or you could take some of your experiences and help a struggling, still homeschooling mom. Absolutely. Mm. By tutoring or doing a unit study for them or something that... Or cutting up her chicken for her. Yes. You know well, I do can't that. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant <laughs> idea. Just don't flip her tassel. <laughs> That's good, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, her kid's tassel. I'm a, former, <laughs> I'm a former homeschool mom. Don't flip my tassel. Okay? That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry. See, this is what happens when we spend a weekend together. <laughs> we, <laughs> we get a little silly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vicky. I sent her over moving the along. edge. Moving along. Moving along. I sent her over the edge. Um, create a gratitude list and the things to look forward to being grateful for in this new season. Go ahead and give thanks for the things that aren't happening yet, but that you know are going to be a result of this new season in your life. Make a physical change in the house. Now, this was Allison who suggested this, and we all found it to be brilliant. Isn't that right, Allison? Yes. <laughs> that was good, Allison. Yes, she said, you know, so many of us have had a schoolroom or a school area. Whether we used it or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. And um, you haven't homeschooled for how many years now since your youngest graduated? Uh, I'm supposed five? to remember that. Um, Just make yeah, up a number. None five, of these people five, know. We're around five. Five, yeah. Five-ish. Five-ish years. And when I go to my sister Allison's house, 
she will still say, oh, yeah, that's in the schoolroom if you want to go pick it. She still refers to it as the schoolroom, but it hasn't been a schoolroom for a long time. It doesn't even look like a schoolroom. It looks room. nothing like a schoolroom because she made that decision to, this. we're not going to keep this like this. This is not useful. And they painted and they did different furniture. And it's, it's, um, it's a use of the space that now fits the new season of their lives. We have those portfolios when our kid graduates or those file boxes, whatever it is where we have kept our kids work so that we can prove that they actually did study mm-hmm. something in high school. And um, a lot of moms, now honestly, I'm not one of them. I haven't done it yet. And I, every year I think, am I ready to do that yet? And I decide I'm not quite. But a lot of moms I know go through those and they pull stuff out and create a small scrapbook or something. Or a master portfolio. A master after portfolio. The yeah. Yep. And then we have some friends who just had a bonfire. We do. We, uh-huh. we have a friend who, at the end of every kid's senior year, had a big bonfire and burned all those portfolios. Mm-hmm. Which, that just kind of freaks me out. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Couldn't, couldn't do it. <laughs> my, my, my kids hosted a party and a bunch of them and their friends came over and they burned a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, whatever's working for you, there's not one right, right way right. to yeah. deal with those portfolios. Yeah. I guess at the heart of all of it is to let it be okay that the season is ending, that you may feel conflicted about it, that you may not have all the answers of what's coming next, that you may be having to let go of that illusion of control that you can somehow help your child in things that they, the illusion, yes, because this is, this is hard and um, it's okay for it to be whatever it is, as long as you seek God in the midst of it and as long as you reach out to one another. Because that's what we were made for. Any closing thoughts from anyone? Ladies on the floor, anything to add? <laughs> Sarah and Allison have heads. now looked at one another and agreed to not speak. And they shook their heads. But we are so honored to have them with us. Thank you, ladies. I hope you can just feel their presence through our yes. voices. Because they are the most wonderful sisters. They are. And they, they are. are so wise, they just prefer to share their wisdom one-on-one. Rather than into a microphone. That's right. Indeed, yes. And when they speak, boy, do we listen. Yeah. Indeed. Absolutely. Indeed. But I know some wisdom for Omega Moms. Go for it. Is to stay connected with us because mm. even though we're Omega Moms, we're investing back in the homeschool community. It's a kind of a Titus II thing. And there may be ways that we can do that together as a community. And so there are lots of places that you can find us and connect with us. And um, one of the best ways to do that is to just tool around the website, sevensistershomeschool.com. There's a zillion blog posts there. And there's a place for you to enter the conversation there. We love it when people comment on blog posts that capture them or give them pause or... Um, offer them a chance to share their experience. We want to hear from our seventh sisters and hear what's happening in your homeschool adventure because it, it blesses everyone when you share along the way. If you have time and are willing to hop over to iTunes and give us some stars or leave a little review for the podcast, that will help other families who are homeschooling high school to find the podcast and let it be an encouragement to them as well. Am I forgetting anything? Visit us at the Facebook pages for Seven Sisters Homeschool or the Homeschool High School podcast and say hi. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we're doing um, 
Facebook Lives fairly yes. regularly now on the SevenSistersHomeschool.com Facebook page about once a week. And we're trying to hit on specific topics that we are hearing people struggling with or not sure how to approach. And we're trying to sort of hit those with just a little 10, 15 minute, very practical. How about you try this or this or this and see if any of those things so tell your friends. work for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check so it out. Check that out. And we thank you for joining us and look forward to future episodes with you here on the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by our fabulous friends at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. (laughs) I can't remember what I was supposed to do at the end. This oh, is, Seth, Seth, I'm so sorry. This has been... Seth, really, truly, I think I was dropped on my head this week because there's just nothing happening. All right, here comes the big finish. Are you ready? <laughs>